Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist podcast. So happy to have y'all with me today. I have to apologize. I uh, was out celebrating my 50th birthday the whole week last week, and I was remiss, and I forgot to post something. So sorry about that, y'all. But I did have a great birthday, and turning 50 It's kind of weird. I don't feel 50, but it's really cool because it, it really is a milestone. It was wonderful and uh, just want to let you know why I didn't have anything for y'all last week. But this week and the next couple of weeks, I got some really, really great stuff. Um, I'm going to be teaching from my book, The Intuitive Therapist. Uh, that's been out for a while since 2016. So if you're interested and want to go get a copy of it, it really talks about intuitive development, some psychic development, what our, our soul, uh, path is all those kinds of things. But it also gives you a lot of great problem solving strategies. And I think in my opinion, it's great for therapists, coaches, and counselors, but it's also a great way for you to get to know me a little bit more and how I do what I do. And, uh, you know, I have, I've heard a lot of lay people who aren't, you know, in the, in the, uh, uh, therapy profession, they've really found it helpful. So if you want to go ahead, hop up, hop on over to Barnes and Noble online, Amazon, it's there. Uh, and I, and Hey, I think it's a good read. I've heard it's a good read, but anyway, hop on over there and get that. Uh, and, uh, in the next coming weeks, I'll be talking a little bit from that book. But today I wanted to talk about why we self-sabotage. It's a really fascinating thing. And the reason why I'm talking about it this week is because I've had several clients really feel stuck. You know, they want to accomplish certain things and then they undermine themselves. And, and it's really, it's not a really complex thing, although people feel like it's really huge, it's overwhelming. And you end up feeling like shit about yourself because you really want to do something or you think you really want to do something and um, you don't get those things done. So really you want to refer to it as self-defeating behaviors or kind of standing in your own way. You know, the self-sabotage interferes with some of the best laid plans and goals that we have. And it, it turns out that there are a couple of reasons why. So, let me just talk to you about what self-sabotage is. It's any action that gets in the way of your intent, right? You're on a diet, birthday cake, calories at the office, they don't count. You'll eat the cake. You want to reach a deadline for an assignment? You got to do your laundry first, vacuum the house, and go to the grocery before you even get to to uh, finish it, right? Um, it's It's those kinds of things where you're on constant deflection, your constant detour. And there's so many ways that we sabotage ourselves. Um, if you think about drugs and alcohol, right? Overeating, um, 
those are the kinds of things, even interpersonal conflict, those are probably the most widely recognized ways that, uh, that we self-sabotage. Um, and, you know, there's certain things like, if you think about this, there are a lot of subtleties that we do too. It's not like these overt actions, some subtle things like, um, let's say you're, you, you're trying to kind of watch your diet, but maybe you notice the extra cookie you're taking, or maybe the additional drink that you, you want to get uh, before last call so that you're not driving home as safely as you could. So even those things kind of feel on the, the, the smaller side, they really are self-sabotaging behaviors. And, and these things, it's kind of like the more of these things that you do, the deeper in the well that you get, that's harder to climb out of. Because it's almost like these things stack up on top of each other. And so I want to talk to you first a little bit about why we self-sabotage, why we consistently screw things up that really our hearts want to do. The, one of the first things that comes to my mind is self-worth, right? Sometimes people know this on a conscious level and sometimes people don't. But the basic tenet of this idea of self-worth is that you really feel undeserving of success or happiness. And, and what's interesting is that those people who really work hard to achieve a lot because, you know, they, they have a big drive, it really is overcompensation for the need to feel like they matter. Most of these people feel inadequate. So I don't know if you can relate to that, but if that's the case, just know that it's, it's very common. So it really is, it, it's kind of like when... You have to realize, I've talked a lot about how when we're vibrationally aligned with something, that's what shows up. So just know that if if you are someone that that tends to uh, self-sabotage, you have to really, and, and these things keep happening over and over again, clearly you have to look deeper, right? That's what we therapists asks, ask you to do. But um, really look at what is the underlying root? And I'm going to tell you the bottom line. There is a bottom line underlying root. Um, but for now, I just want at least to begin with the concept of a low self-worth or feeling inadequate. Oh, and I wanted to add that even people, and I've met, met very, very driven people, the, there, there doesn't seem to be a sense of satiated, satiety. I'm not even saying that word right. Being full. <laughs> being satisfied, right? So no matter what you do, it's never enough. You always feel worthless. A second motivator for self-sabotaging is control. And I'm going to explain it to you this way. It's kind of like it, it feels better for you to control your own failure rather than face the possibility of it blindsiding you and taking you by surprise. Does that make sense? So if you actually know what you're doing and you consciously do it, that's better than all of a sudden being sideswiped by it, right? You know, it's not pretty, but it's better than spinning out of control. So it's kind of like at least when you're steering the ship, you know you're going down in the flames that you created versus uh, all of a sudden being unequipped and you're like, oh my God, my, my ship is sinking. A third motivator is perceived fraudulence right? So one of the, I remember feeling this years ago, uh, 
as a therapist, I remember probably five, seven years ago, because this was an issue I had to work on. I wasn't right with myself, but here I am uh, telling people how to change their lives. And the, the advice was good, y'all. Seriously, it was really good. They did the work. They changed. And here I am sitting in my chair going, oh, shit. Like, if they only knew about how I was living my life. It's not like I was living a crazy life, but the things that I was telling them to do, I wasn't doing in mine. So I knew, and I had this fear. I'm like, what if they find out that I'm not walking the walk and talking the talk? It haunted me. And so when... Um, when you feel like you only have further to fall, right? When the crash is going to be big, <clears throat> when you're at risk for the possibility of people finding out, maybe you're not as good at X, Y, or Z as you've said. Maybe you don't have as much money as you tell people. Maybe you're not the greatest artist or creator or I don't know, whatever it is. It's like, oh my God, everything is going to come crashing down if people find out. So it, it's one of those things you want to avoid fear, you know, being called out as a fake. So it's, it's, it's when you develop this imposter syndrome, right? So that's one of those things where better you expose yourself than somebody else exposing you. So how do these things manifest, right? Um, being a fraud really it's it's the bottom line of not being honest with yourself and you do things that allow you to feel like a phony maybe you uh your house poor maybe your car poor meaning that it's all for image and you're really like struggling robbing peter to pay paul i want you to know that you don't have to live one more day like that really 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 uh most people really don't care about other people they really don't care that you have a great car or a great house. If they do, then they're, then they're after you for an insincere reason. So just know that as we talk about this today, and any of these habits, behaviors can change, right? Sometimes another reason for, uh, for self-sabotage is if, if you can blame an action instead of yourself for, for not being able to resolve it, that, that's way easier right so when you think about a, something like uh of course she left me i was never around of course i failed a class because i barely studied for exams and you know what these reasons they may be true but they're kind of really more fl frivolous they're easier to come to terms with and swallow than the real deeper meaning of them well of course she left me because you know what i'm really not worthy of of love or being loved or of course I failed the class because I'm kind of really stupid and I can't grasp the material another reason is familiarity hey when you have consistency that works right some some people know how to fail really epically and they're comfortable with that some people are great at going from one toxic relationship to another because at least they know how that feels, right? I mean, have you ever done that? Even though you hate yourself inside, you're like, well, at least I know what to expect. So you've done this your whole life, and so you're not happy. You just prefer 
not to be in the space of the unknown. So I want to get to the true root. I mean, all these other things are very, very true that I, that I mentioned. But the true root of self-sabotage is the fear of failure. And a lot of people are like, wait a minute. I don't have a fear of failure necessarily. But if you, if you really look at it, all these examples that I've given, they undermine your ability to be successful. And what's interesting, it's, you know, most people think of, of uh, we'll call it self-demolition as a fear of success, but it's really not because deep down there's despair over achievements. It really is, it, 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 tr- it isn't truly a fear of ambition, but it's really a fear of your own worth. It's a fear of trying your best and, and screwing up as if screwing up is a bad thing. I don't know about y'all, but it took me a while to embrace screwing up. To me, it's one of the best barometers about what I need to do to change to reach the goals that I want, right? So I'm at a point where, yeah, I mean, I think about it like I don't want to be publicly humiliated. I don't want to fail. But guess what? That's the only way we learn. And if that's the only way I'm going to learn, then hell yeah. I want to fail because that's just going to make my work better and my impact greater. So I ask y'all to really think about what you're doing in your life that really undermines your desire to be thinner, to be, uh, to achieve more, to reach your goals, to have better relationships, to feel good about yourself. What are you really doing and why? And given the root of it, which is fear of failure, Y'all got to look at that, figure out what is it? Why am I so scared to fail? What will it mean about me? Who, who will I be? What label will I give myself if I screw up? I can't recover. Has that been beaten in my head my whole life? You know, what is this feeling of being a fake and a fraud? That, that is the worst way to live, to know that you are living a fake life because It takes one moment for somebody to figure that out. And then when they find it out and confront you, it can feel like your whole life is obliterated. And I don't want you to feel that way. So please listen to some of the things that I mentioned today. The the bottom line really is if you can embrace failure, if you can be open to learning, if you can allow yourself to, to screw up, to know that, you know what, you are responsible for your life. And, and if your life feels like shitsville, you can change that. I've done it. I know a ton of people have done it too. People come to me all the time to change their lives. And people do. You have the power to do that. And if you need some help, reach out. Y'all know I'm always here. Uh, you could reach out to a therapist, coach, or counselor in your neck of the woods. Uh, if you want a reading, y'all know you can reach out to me. You can call my office, 404-558-3971. You can email me, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. I want you to feel good. It's not about success. It's feeling good and strong about who you are and building up that self-worth. I hope you've benefited from today's episode. Please let me know. Y'all know that there's a great report on my website, Three Forces That Shape Your Life. Go ahead, hop on there, download that. 
hop on to iTunes to rate and review my podcast. I just am so grateful for all these listeners that it keeps growing and growing and growing. And I'm just really beside myself and in gratitude. I always wish you a happy day, a blessed week, right? And always encourage you to live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.